Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life, from your finances to your family to your job and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, you can jump in on the conversation with Josh Edwards and I as we chat on the topic of God's presence, what is it? There's no doubt. We don't always know what we're talking about when we start throwing around terms like God's presence. We hear people saying or seeing things like, we want more of your presence, Lord. There's just nothing like his presence. But what exactly is the presence of God? Does it come? Can it go? Is it an emotion? Is it an it or what? What have I told you? We could spend time singing worship songs, reading the Bible and going to church and never actually enter God's presence. What if I told you God's presence isn't really found in the music? Well, these are some of the questions that we want to get into. A couple more things to expect. We discuss the common mistake of seeing God and his presence as two separate things. Josh also helps us clarify that God's presence is that which already dwells richly within us in the form of God's spirit and isn't something out there that we have to coax into our services by singing loud enough. All right, well, let's pray and we'll get into it. Father, I thank you so much that you make your presence, your person available to each of us. Lord, that we can come boldly into your presence and that you invite us to come. We love you and we come now. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get into the conversation with Josh and I on God's presence. What is it? As always, it's super fun hanging out with you, Josh. Jeff Dio. <laughs> the Javas. The Jeff Dio. The two of us together. Together. Oh, we're better together, man. We are. We're better together. We're so better together. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, though, I this is funny because we've been talking about doing these podcasts for a while. Yep. And uh, I thought, you know what? This could be really something cool because you and I just like to sit around and talk about this stuff anyways. So it's just a matter of us taking our one-on-one conversations and take it to the world. Right. I don't know if they could put up with us, but we'll see. Hello world. Here it comes. Ready or not. Here we go. Jesus help us. Uh, Help us. Help us. All right. So, um, what we wanted to get into today was another term kind of that sometimes, and again, I, I say this stuff because when I was growing up, even though I was a born again believer, uh, I had given my heart to Christ when I was four. I didn't understand a lot of these terms. Yeah. People would just throw these terms around and they're like, yeah, the presence of God here, The let's have a quiet time. And I'm like, what are these things? What are these Christianese, as they say, you know? And so slowly but surely you learn what they are. But I think sometimes some of the terms take on a life of their own. Yes. 
and it's not really clear if we really understand what this thing means. Yeah. And so that's, I think, one of the ones that we want to talk about today. I feel mm-hmm. like, I think sometimes we struggle with this term. Maybe we use it in ways that it's not meant to be used and maybe just misunderstand. So uh, the term we're talking about today, as you know, is the presence of God. And I write about this in uh, Waking, Awakening Pure Worship book as well, because I think it's a foundational issue. If you want to spend time with God, uh, it's, and I, I just, I laugh about this. I'm like, you know, as a worship leader, Josh, I'm thinking that I probably should understand what it means when I say we come into his presence. You right. know? So I decided that I would study a little bit and try to figure it out. You know, we have all these funny phrases that we say and trying to describe God doing something in our, in our meetings or in our time alone, God hit me, man, like a ton of bricks or God, you, you said, it, you know, God moved, you know, well, did he move from left to right? Or well, how did that... I remember when, when I first met my wife, we were talking and, you know, I come from a different background as, as, as Megan. And I said, Oh man, we did this thing and God just really showed up. And she was like confused. She's like, uh, wasn't God there? And it really, it honestly, Jeff, it pulled, it reeled me back in of thinking like, God, what am I talking about? What, yeah. what, and, and how, is there a better way that I can paint a picture so yeah. that other people can not only understand, but really enter into it as well? Exactly. Yep. Is there a way that we can say, use the words well and, and say, well, what it is that we're trying to say. And actually, instead of someone saying, Oh, I know what you mean. Like, is what do we mean when yep. we say God's presence? Yes. And that's really what we want to get into. I think there's some things that we can look at that, will help us to understand better what this term means and really understand what it means to be in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause what we don't want to do, and this is one of the dangers and we'll talk about it. What we don't want to do is really uh, separate God from mm-hmm. his presence mm-hmm. and think of them as two different things. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll, t- we'll talk about that, but uh, one of the foundational uh, things that I want to bring up from the very beginning uh, the very get go is uh, a verse, um, Ephesians three, twelve, and this is New Living Translation. Uh, says this because of Christ, and even those three words right there. I mean, we're going to get into some of this too mm-hmm. in future podcasts. But because of what Christ has done, now He's made a way. He's made a way for something, right? So because of Christ and our faith in Christ. We can now, so you look at that word now and you think, oh, so in the past, this wasn't true. It wasn't then, but it is now. We can now come boldly Mm. and confidently into God's presence. So good, man. Because of Christ, this is Ephesians 3.12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly Hmm. and confidently into God's presence. Now, honestly, like, again, I, I didn't grow up in a real, uh, maybe Pentecostal or charismatic church. And so when you throw around words like, Oh, we just experienced the presence of God and his presence was so wonderful. I'm thinking, I don't understand what that means, you know, and because I kind of grew up in this denominational world where we, we thought more, there's so many of these both ands, Josh. Totally. I mean, you know, you, you have this, this group of people that grows up thinking, well, like, like, uh, Megan was saying, 
uh, well, isn't God like always there? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't he, isn't he always present? And we call that, uh, this, what is it called? Uh, omnipresent, you know? So he's, isn't he always present or isn't, isn't it his omnipresence? Uh, isn't he always available? And I kind of grew up with that. And then there's this whole other group of people that grow up more around the, what we call maybe the manifest presence of God. So there's these two different types of uh, expressions that we would use concerning the presence of God. We'd say his omnipresence and we would say uh, the manifest presence. Right. And so, you know, when you start talking about the manifest presence of God, you might be talking about, man, could God move into a room and take over a room? Could he show up? You know, some of the stuff weirded me out when I was first, you know, first a Christian. Like, could he show up with a cloud? Mm-hmm. Could he? I mean, people talk about some crazy stuff. Like, it was raining in our sanctuary. Or maybe we had gold dust on our hands. I mean, could God show up in these manifest, in these tangible ways? Yeah. Or is he just always there? And I used to struggle with that. One of the things I used to struggle with was the idea, I used to get so angry when somebody would say, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Like, whoa, wait a second. First of all, he's already here. Second of all, you know, who are we to invite him? Like, he can come and go as he pleases. And we're like, oh, yeah, I've, I've come to, to learn that it's so different now for yeah. me to understand this because we're not saying that God's not there already and we're not saying that he needs our permission but he definitely does want our permission because he's not just going to steamroll you like he's looking for us to invite him into his presence i think the the guy who is walking the the guys who are walking with jesus on the road to emmaus I mean, it's a quick little thing there, but they're walking with him and they're talking about all the events that happened. They don't recognize it's Jesus. And it says in the Bible that as they approached the place where they were going to go back to their house, Jesus acted as if he was going to go on. But they said, oh, they invited him to come in. Mm. It was almost like a test right yeah. there where, where Jesus says, oh, I'll just keep walking. But no, they said, would you come in with us? Yeah. And so it's the same type of thing where we invite him in. But so this difference between the, the omnipresence of God, where he's always there and this manifest presence. And again, we don't want to be on one camp or the other. Yep. We understand that this is a both and issue. Yes. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking here. First off, rightfully so, I think people can have developed somewhat of a doctrine or, or whatever it is um, based around this word presence. Uh, you know, I grew up in that environment where yeah. you know we the the presence was almost something that was worshipped mm-hmm. more than wow. wow more than God, or it was like the Holy Spirit was described as the presence, and we we believe that we believe that the Holy Spirit is. Uh, is the presence of it, it's it's God's spirit that's yes. that's but instead of being external and outward yes holy spirit can manifest that way but it's really awakening us to like man this is inside of us but here's the deal i, I think this is the scripture that comes to mind here it's ephesians 1 and the apostle paul is praying for the ephesian church he says this he says i pray that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him I pray that the perception of your mind Mm. may be enlightened so that you might Mm -hmm. know the hope of his calling and the glorious inheritance, uh, glorious riches of the inheritance of of his saints. So the whole thing is, man, I think we do need to have an awakening and enlightenment in our mind that, um, that. It's, it's, it's bigger than external signs, but it's, it's actually like, you know, when you're knower, uh, and God, you know, God can manifest in outward signs, but it's really 
like he's inside of you. Yeah. And so we need to come into an understanding of that. It's so important too, because we think of it. What we don't want to end up with is this idea that God just inhabits a room. Yes. Cause we know that acts in acts, it tells us that, 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 uh, God does not live in temples made with human hands. Yeah. So even Solomon, you go back and look at the Old Testament, and Solomon confessed that even he knew in building the temple, he even said God's too big to live in this temple. He, he could not be contained within this temple. So and, and moving forward into New Testament times, we know that we're the temple of God. Yeah. You know, J- Josh, you are the temple. I'm a living stone. And yeah. together, the two of us, those listening to the podcast right now, we're all living stones. And together, we build yes. the spiritual temple that God lives in. That's it. So when we start singing things about or talking about God's presence as if it's out there and we hope it comes into a room, then it can get a little confusing and we can forget, even though we realize that we do believe that God can manifest in that sense. But we forget that he lives in us. Yeah. His presence is always accessible, always accessible. And what's weird sometimes is that we kind of get in this modality of of that we need the keyboard or the electric guitar or the drums or a man, you you know, or as you say, you hit the Holy spirit button on the keyboard or the pad. And it's like, well, what happens when the pad flakes out, man? Like, and it's happened before where you're, you're in the, you're in the middle. Holy spirit. Oh, Oh, now what? Where did God go? He, he he left, left. he left the building. And it's, (laughs) it's simply just not true and it's I, I don't know I mean imagine though right the, the the speaker is speaking and it's very nice and it's powerful but then something shifts in the atmosphere when the keyboardist or the guitarist gets up and starts playing behind him all of a sudden the preacher gets a new voice and he's like now he's anointed and he's ready to go there's something that happens yeah but we we mistake that you know and we joke I mean I, I was joking with you earlier like we actually literally named the patch on the keyboard the Holy Spirit, you know? and we of course we we know that that's not the case. But it's like every time you play the the pad or that nice keyboard sound, everybody gets the 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 goosebumps, you know, or whatever. Friends, don't be like Jeff Dio. Don't <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't don't put it on the keyboard. But I remember I remember actually saying this out of my mouth while I was leading one time. I said to everybody, "Do you guys know that the presence of God is not?" in the music. I love this. This is something right that John Bevere will do. I've seen several other other uh, evangelists, preachers do this type of thing. You know, you're the worship band and you're like, okay, what do you want us to do for the altar call? Yeah. And they're like, you know, actually, we want, to, we want to do something without any music. And you're like, what? Like, I'm offended. Like, why would you not want to use the music? He's like, because <laughs> I want to help the people understand that they can still encounter the presence of God yeah. when there is no music. Come on. Because if you can understand that you can encounter the presence of God when there's no music, then you're going to be good. And you won't mistake the keyboard sound for the presence of God yeah. when the keyboard's playing. And you'll still be able to be in his presence and encounter his presence Amen. when there is music playing. So just a thought for you, Jeff, and the people listening. I just kind of have a little uh, a, a little math equation, if you will. Nice. I want to say this, that A equals B. But B doesn't necessarily equal A. What? Right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is music can be worship, but worship isn't always musical. Holy cow. If you're like me, you're probably freaking out right about now. I'm an A-type personality and one plus one always equals two. 
But we do understand that we don't always understand all the ways of God. His thoughts are different than our thoughts, and His ways are higher than ours. Even so, it's important to recognize that we can mistake the musical worship aspect of worship for worship in its totality. When we need to make sure we understand that worship is something that happens or doesn't happen in every area of our lives. And that God's presence isn't just a nice feeling we have during a church service, but that it is something we encounter as we engage in relationship with Him personally. Hey, also, don't forget, if you would like to learn more about my new book, Awakening Pure Worship, Cultivating a Closer Friendship with God, you can get your copy by going to barnesandnoble.com, booksamillion.com, christianbook.com, and even, can you believe it, amazon.com. Of course, you can also go to our website for more info at jeffdo.com. And once September 18 has come and gone, you will be able to get the book at stores everywhere. So as we get back to the conversation, Josh tells a story that reminds us how important it is to be able to recognize God's presence even when the music is not playing. And I touch on a few popular song lyrics that we need to be careful with, making sure we understand what is truly being desired as we enter God's presence. So buckle your seatbelts as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. I don't know, for me, you guys, I've, we've, we've done this for so long and, you know, that sometimes we just equate music with worship. And yeah. man, I remember one of my, one of my favorite worship times, and I'll throw it back to you, but I just want to yeah. say this real quick, no, that, go, go. that there was, I was leading worship at this conference in Mankato. I talk about Mankato a lot, but I was doing this and, and I just got to this place of guys, of, of like, guys, just quit playing. And I told the band, just stop playing. Mm. And I just said, kind of that equation, A equals B, but B doesn't necessarily equal A. And I just said, what would happen if we just really worshiped him in spirit and truth without any manipulation? Mm. Not that our heart is to manipulate. Sure. Yep. Guys, I hope you're feeling that we're not trying to be critical of these mentalities. Yep. It's just, we need some little bit of recalibration to bring yes. us back to what true worship That's really it. is. And so what we did, we just stopped playing. And I just had the whole, I just encouraged the whole congregation in the room to begin to just erupt with their own, their own expression. And it was, you know, it was loud and it was, people were weeping and people were just sh crying and shouting out to God and dancing with no music. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we came back in with, with some music and it made the music of what we we're doing all the more special because all we were doing was we were just kind of coming back into the worship that was already taking place. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I, 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 it sticks out in my mind as one of my favorite times and it was not music at all. Yeah. Well, and if, if people know the story of that song, The Heart of Worship, uh, and we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but that was kind of the heart behind that. Matt Redman tells about that, how they felt like that people were kind of, like Matt's pastor felt like their church was kind of worshiping worship. Yeah. Or as you said, it was almost like you're worshiping the presence or the feeling or the emotion or the encounter as opposed to actually worshiping God. Yeah. And so they took it away to reteach, I love your word, recalibrate, you know, because we want to we wanna awaken pure worship. And part of this is understanding what God's presence really is. Yeah. Now, when I, when I think about this, one of the things that I love to talk about is there's a few songs out there that I absolutely love, but I think we have to be careful, number one, with what we're writing, but also then when we're singing these songs that we understand what we're saying. Yes. So I'm going to bring two examples of songs and these two songs I love 
uh, like crazy and I sing them all the time. I lead them all the time. Uh, but I feel like sometimes it helps me to explain just a little bit before or in the middle of when we're singing this song to help people remember what this thing, this presence of God is. All right. So one of them is this, I mean, Grammy not or Grammy winning, right? Holy Spirit song, right? I mean, it's it's an incredible song, sung all over the world, and it's one of my favorites, to be honest. Uh, I love it. Uh, but there's some language in there that I think, if we're not careful, we can misunderstand what's being said. And again, I would say there's nothing inherently wrong with the lyrics. We're not saying that, mm-hmm. but just have to make sure we understand what's being said. And so when it says things like, and help me with this. So it's like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Now that is, that's, that's really speaking toward the manifest presence of God, yeah. right? Not necessarily the omnipresence, but it's also speaking of God kind of out there as opposed to God in here. Yeah. So I was telling you earlier that when I <laughs> sing that song, sometimes I sing things. I, I almost like point to myself because I realize yeah. that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So God's presence lives in me. So when I sing, come flood this place, yes. and I'm like pointing to my chest, yep. you know, come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things that I do to tweak that, to help me remember that God's not somewhere far out there, but he's actually in me already. He lives in me and he's communing with me. Yeah. He's awakened to me and he wants me to be awakened to him. It's just the basic idea, man. It's simple scripture. And we got, guys, we got to walk this out in faith that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead mm. is in you. Yeah. Uh, man, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, yeah. I, w- one of my favorite teachers, he says, the Holy Spirit's inside of you. He wants out. So it's it's really bringing us back to, yes, we do, we guys make this, we want to make this really clear. We are not anti the presence of like the the manifestation of Mm. his presence in a room with signs and wonders and healings and miracles and bring it and external signs like in the Old Testament where the cloud by day and the fire by night. We're all about that. But we just got to make it clear that, man, we have that glory inside of us. And it's just awaken us, Lord, to that which has already been deposited in us. So one of the other songs um, is the song I will exalt. Yeah. Right? And this is, again, I love this song, uh, but what it does is it uses this word it yeah. to describe the presence of God. Uh, so help me remember, how's it go again? Well, uh, the hook, the presence, the, yeah. your presence, uh, sorry. The presence is, there it is. The air I breathe, the song I sing, the love I breathe, and without, without it, it, right? Without it, it there's no meaning, you know, that type of thing. And so it says that it thing, without it, there's no meaning, without it, uh, you know, I have no whatever it is, but, uh, and so, I, again, I love this song, yeah, me but too. when we think about the presence of God, what, and we mentioned this at the very beginning of this podcast, is we don't want to separate God's presence from his person. Yeah. We, let me say that again. We don't want to separate God's presence from his person. So many times when we enter into a service or we have a, a time alone with the Lord, yeah. we're looking for some type of an emotion to, to well up to say, oh, there's the presence of God. I feel yeah. the goosebumps. There's the presence of God. I have a tear coming down my cheek. There's the presence of God. I really, you know, my heart's beating faster or whatever. Uh, and so what ends up happening is when we encounter God, then, and we have those emotions, then what we tend to do is begin to seek those emotions yeah. instead of seeking him. Yeah. And so 
what I would love to have us do is to not use that word it when it comes to God's presence, because it's not a cloud that we seek. Now, God will manifest himself and he'll, he'll show up like a cloud or he'll conceal himself in a cloud, but he's not the cloud. It's him. So we don't seek the cloud. We don't even seek the emotion. We don't seek uh, the tears or the goosebumps. We want him like and in his presence yeah. is him yeah now even with that song uh holy spirit too it says your glory lord uh how's it go that line uh, your glory lord is what our hearts long for yeah, yeah okay now this might be going a little too far but i even don't like the like for me when i see the the vision of daniel uh, when he sees this image of Jesus, and then it's echoed when John in Revelation sees that image of Jesus with the sword coming out of his mouth and the hair white as wool and the feet like bronze and the eyes like fire and all those things. Like, and it says there's like lightning coming off of him. You know, to me that those external things are his glory. Uh, and I don't know if you can separate his glory from his person, but but I think we we sometimes do, even yeah. if you can't. And so. I can't have fellowship with a sword coming out of Jesus' mouth. Yeah. I can't have fellowship with the with his the the, the fire that's burning in his eyes, but I can have fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking for to have fellowship with his glory as much as I am have, to have fellowship with him. Does that make does that make sense or am I stretching out a little bit or <laughs> No, I I think as we behold him and yeah. as we come into communion with him if anything we should want that glory that Mm. same glory that's in him to begin to exude out of us yes i mean what's the point i mean is it just for us to have an awesome encounter with with the the presence of god right right. or is it to change us and to actually release it man the bible says we're we're ambassadors yes and we are god's representation if jesus is the image of the father we're meant to be the image of christ here on the earth filled with his spirit and for just for so long i just feel like we've settled just for some as amazing as signs and wonders are as amazing as man i love it when i'm in a service and i just feel the tangible presence of god i love that but friends it's now now is the time to release that in everyday life yes and to impact everybody that we're coming in contact with And it's the same thing that we are saying in a lot of these podcasts, because it's what the Awakening Pure Worship book is all about, Mm -hmm. is that the first thing that we're after is encounter with him, with the person of God. We said it earlier on another podcast, we're talking about how we struggle sometimes to be with people. You know, uh, isn't it weird that you could think about this? Like you and I, Josh, are sitting in the same room, so we are in each other's presence. Right. Right. Now... If you were over there uh, on another part of the room and you were on a computer doing some email stuff and I was sitting over here and I was reading a book, you could say that we're in each other's physical presence, but we're not in relational presence. Relational presence happens when we uh, engage Engage. with each other, right? So so we have a crisis of being with in our culture. We have dads who don't know how to be with their kids. They can sit in front of a movie screen and watch a movie with their kids, but that's not in being in your kid's presence and actually knowing them. Yeah, we can have fun watching the movie, all that stuff. I love to watch movies. But we just being with a screen is not, or with your wife on a date and both of you are on your phones the whole time and then you go to a movie and you called call that a date. Well, it's not really Jeff, a date. I need you to shut your big mouth because you're... 
I'm sorry. I'm feeling the glory begin to convict me. <laughs> Trust me, I'm preaching to the choir, preaching to myself here. But but so the presence, we're we're yeah. after the presence, the true engagement of each other yep. as people, and 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 we need that so much with God. And it's so easy. Check this out. You can walk into a church service, and you can encounter talented musicians on a stage. You can encounter your favorite worship song. You can encounter a beautiful light show. You can encounter other people encountering Mm -hmm. God and walk out of the building believing with all of your heart that you encountered God, but you had zero relational connection with him at all. You just encountered his creation or you just encountered the beautiful music that he created. Now, is that part of what you know what the overflow yes but what we're saying we're asking you to rethink this and we're challenging ourselves in the same way totally to say we want to encounter god in relationship we want to walk and talk with him if there's a way that we can i mean god since adam and eve fell God has been doing everything he can to get us back to that place where we're walking and talking with him in fellowship. So good. Truly present in his presence. Mm. And this is the last thing probably, and if you want to expand on it, you, you can as well, but probably the last thing that we'll talk about here. I realized, and, and, and we talk about this funny language that we use. You mentioned it, how God showed up. You know, we say things like that. But I, it hit me one day, Josh. I'm like, the question, it's a good question. Did God show up in the meeting? Did God show up at church? It's a good question. But honestly, Josh, I feel like the bigger question is, did we show up? Okay. We we read it from the very beginning from Ephesians 3.12. It said to come boldly into his presence. Mm. So I I would throw out there declaring, I, I wonder if it's a bigger deal it's, it's less important for us to ask God to show up in our meetings because he's always accessible. He already opened the door. He's the one that extended the invitation. Mm-hmm. The question is not, do we need to invite him to come into our presence? He's already invited us. The question is not, will he show up? But will, will we, we show up? Show up? Will we be present good, in his really good. presence? Absolutely. That's, yeah. Wow, so like, I just think about this. This is uh, Hebrews eleven six, and guys, I think this is the ticket of, of of showing up. It's sorry here. I, I blah blah blah. Yep. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For the one who draws near to Him must believe that He exists, and rewards those who seek Him. Another translation is He's the rewarder of those who those who diligently, diligently seek after seek him. him. Yep. And guys, I think that's that's how it is of showing up. It's for us to show up. It's it's going back to that Ephesian scripture that Jeff was saying. It's by faith that we come before him with boldness. And I think that's how you activate coming is you just, you step out in faith and you come before him. And uh, I love that, that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. And guys, this is the whole point of this podcast today is that he is our reward. He yes, is the one. He is. Like, wait, wait, wait. So he's not going to just give us, uh, we shouldn't get into all that, but yeah, so he is the reward. He right? is the reward. I love John Stockstill's song. He says, open up the sky, oh, fall God. down like rain. We don't want blessings. We want yeah. you. And guys, again, we really <laughs> hope you're not picking up a critical spirit. Our, our heart is not to criticize any of this nope, today. Nope. Our heart is just to simply say, let's just really know what we're talking about and really yep. think about and meditate 
what his presence actually means in our life, around our life, inside of us, all of that stuff, but that we don't just want the blessings and the favor of God. We, we want him. He, yes. he is the reward. He is it. He is the it. He yeah. is, as, as we say, I mean, I, a friend of mine said this to me, but he is the treasure in the field. Yeah. He is the pearl of great price. Ooh, yeah. Like he is what we seek. It's not some outward experience that we always try to manufacture. Yep. He is it. Don't seek the emotions, seek the king. You'll probably have some emotions attached to that, but seek the king, seek him. So we challenge you guys today, uh, when we talk about God's presence, we, we encourage you and we challenge you, and we say this to ourselves as well, will you be present in his presence at every opportunity? Yes, in a church service. Yes, in the secret place when you spend time with him. Yes, at your workplace, in the marketplace. Will you be present in his presence all the time? Because he is there and he is waiting on, not, he's not, we're not waiting for him as so much as that he is waiting for us. So we just challenge you guys, be present in his presence. That's a wrap on today's Pure Worship Podcast entitled God's Presence, What Is It? This is something that we really need to process. Yes, I've even heard some speakers ask to do an altar response time after their sermon without music, without musical worship, simply in an attempt to help people recognize God's presence when no music is playing. We really do encourage you to be careful not to connect only with songs or charismatic personalities, lights and sounds, so forth, during a service. Make sure you are actually seeking to encounter the God who made you so that you don't walk out of a service completely missing his presence. On our next podcast, Josh and I tackle a challenging issue, something that the two of us battle right alongside so many. The temptation to put ministry for God before intimacy with God. This is so dangerous, and we talk about it openly and from a biblical standpoint. So make sure you join us next time as we seek to keep first things first from day to day on the next Pure Worship Podcast.